Hello and welcome to The Court Jester, your weekly window into the crazy side of the Middle Ages. I am Cleopathenu, medievalist and storyteller, and today I'm bringing you The Butcher of Abbeville. This is one of the most well-known stories, for reasons that you will soon find out. The usual content warnings apply, the humour is dated, the female characters have a very loose concept of consent and of their own sexuality. Still, a warning is fair that there is obscenity, there are sexual references, and the misogynistic, ableist, gender binary and overall problematic nature of the Fabrio is also present in this one. If you're still riding the wave of Christmas and you're still very much into joy to the world, peace on earth and good feelings for everyone, maybe this story is not for you. If, however, you do not have a problem to laugh at the outrageous, consume this content in context and enjoy the past without endorsing it, then let's get started. In Abbeville, there lived a butcher. He was a very good man and a very good professional. Everyone held him in high esteem. He was good at his job, but he was also well-mannered, well-bred, and honest in his trade. And very often he has helped other people that were in need without showing any greediness or any selfish motives whatsoever. So this butcher minded his own business, and it was the day of the fair, and he went to the nearby city to purchase livestock, as you do when you're a butcher, because this is his trade. And so he got up one morning and went there and browsed through whatever was on offer, but he did find that everything was a bit too expensive for his pocket. So he ended up spending a day in the fair and purchasing nothing, having wasted a day, he thought to himself, well, at least I didn't waste my money as well. But seeing that he was carrying a lot of money, he was also not particularly keen to sleep outside, because you know how fairs are. Every sort of people will gather there, and if they know that you're holding money, you're going to be robbed before you know it. So you will have wasted your day and your precious fortune, and will end up with nothing. So naturally, ideally, he would want to go back home, but It had already been late in the day, so when he started walking home, twilight came to him, and, well, night found him in a nearby village, halfway between the fair and his home. And it was a really dark night. So the only thing a man can do, at this point, is seek shelter. As he was entering the village, he saw a woman, and he addressed her. Good woman, he said. I am an honest man, and I have money. Is there any place that you could point me to where someone could board me for the night and give me like a supper and a glass of wine. Well, I don't know about boarding you, said the lady, but the only person in this place that has any access to wine is the priest. His house is over there and if I were you, this is where I would go to ask to be boarded for the night. I can't promise you he will say yes, but that's the only place I can send you. Thank you very much, said the good butcher and set off for the priest's house. It was a small village, so it didn't take him long to get there. And soon he saw the priest sitting outside his humble lodgings and asked him, Father, blessed be the Lord, I'm here to ask for help. I ask for your hospitality and your charity. It's night time, and I'd rather not sleep outside in the cold. I have money. I can pay you. Could you please board me for the night? Could I now? said the priest. I think I could not. 
I think the best thing you can do is commend yourself to the hands of God and get out of here because I have no intention of putting you in my house and I don't care if you have money and I genuinely do not have time for you. So, no. To put it simply, no. I will not board you, I will not feed you, I will not whine you and frankly, I do not very much confer with a lighty. So, please be off on your way now. Father, are you serious? said the butcher. Aren't you supposed to be a man of the cloth? Aren't you supposed to be giving charity? Yes, yes, all this sounds very nice, said the priest. But the point stands, I'm not going to give you any charity or give you any lodgings for the night. So, if you want to keep wasting your time, carry on. But I'm not going to change my mind. Fine then, said the man, and kept walking. And as he was walking towards the edge of the village, he saw a shepherd with a big flock of sheep, and he approached him. Pray, he said, whom do these sheep belong to, good man? Oh, said the shepherd, these belong to the priest, the, the priest that lives in the house down the street there in the village. You just were talking to him. Is that so? Well, that's very nice then, said the butcher, and stayed and talked a bit with the young shepherd, and very smartly, very adeptly, when the shepherd was not looking, managed to actually steal one of the sheep and hide it away. He must have been a tricky man to manage this under the shepherd's nose, but this is what happened. So, moments later, carrying the best sheep of the flock on his shoulders, he went back to the priest's house. And as the priest was closing his door and the man passed by, our butcher greeted him. God's grace be with you, father, he said. That's a very nice sheep you have there, said the priest. Oh, I just bought it. I just bought it from the fair, just two villages away. You know, they had a fair today. I just bought it. But I was taking it back home with me to Abbeville. But the thing is, it's heavy and big and really fat. And it is becoming a bit cumbersome. So if you let me spend the night with you tonight, we can slaughter it and eat it. And then, you know, we can share a meal together and I won't have to carry it all the way back home. Well, that sounds like a plan, said the priest and saw the man in. Very quickly they slaughtered the sheep. The butcher knew his job, so very expertly he skinned the animals when and let the hide out to dry. And soon delicious meat was roasting by the fire and him and the priest were sharing a glass or two of wine. Oh, by my faith, said the priest, this is a really juicy sheep. I mean, we could actually, we could boil some of it and make some broth for everyone and for the servants as well. Of course, said the butcher, there's plenty for it to go around. Please go ahead, make sure everyone has a bit of it. It's, it's, it's a really good animal, actually. Yes, I'm pretty glad I got it. I'm also glad we're eating it together, my friend. And they were indeed eating and feasting and drinking. And of course, the priest also had a lover, a young woman who was sharing his house with him. And she joined them later in the night. She prepared a bed for their guest to stay in, just by the fire. And when they finished eating and drinking, her and the priest retired to the priest's bedchambers and they invited the guest to go to sleep by the fire. And the priest turned to one of his servants and he said, you should attend to our visitor and do your best to serve him and make sure that his needs are met and he is not left wanting through the night. Of course, father, said the maid. And it wasn't five minutes since the priest and his lover were back into the bedroom when the butcher turned to the maid and he said, well, you know, he did say you should serve me. Yes, sir, what do you need? It's a cold night, 
and it's warm here under the blankets by the fire, and maybe you want to get naked and get under the blankets here with me. How how dare you, said the maid. You animal, my God, are you men, animals. How dare you propose something like that? And if he finds out, he's going to fire me. Who do you think I am? And do you want me to get fired? Well, he won't find out because I won't tell him and neither will you, said the butcher. And if you do that, I promise you I'm also giving you the hide of the sheep that I just slaughtered today. See, it's there drying out and it's basically mine to give away. So come into my bed and you'll get some sheepskin out of it as well. She thought about it. It was, admittedly, a very good offer. So it didn't take her long to make up her mind and very, very quickly she got undressed and jumped under the blankets with him. And she did serve him right all night. The morning came and the priest had to get up early to go to church. And so he left and his mistress, his lover, was left alone on their bed to wait for his return and to have a lazy morning. The maid was already away in her morning chores and the visitor, our butcher, got up, went out of his bed and decided that he's going to say a proper goodbye to the lady before hitting the road again. And so he gently knocked on the door of the bedchamber and then gently opened it and saw her half asleep on the priest's bed. And he went towards the bed and he sat in the corner of it and he said, Lady, I wanted to thank you personally for all the good effort that you put into my lodgings and my bedding last night and the very hospitable way that you accepted me into your lover's house. It is not unknown to me that you had to make an extra effort to have me here last night and I'm glad you enjoyed the meat as well. And as he was speaking so sweetly and politely, he leaned towards her and grabbed the blanket and suddenly pulled it and exposed her naked body and was entirely taken aback. A king would be satisfied with less than this, he said. Lucky man, priest. Lucky indeed. You know what, milady? How would you feel if you let me share your bed... And in return, I gave you, as a gift, the skin of the beast we slaughtered yesterday. It's a really good piece of skin. It's a good piece of leather. It's going to last you long. I can't, said the lady. If he finds out, he's going to send me away. My promise is to him and him alone, and he will find out, mind you. He won't find out if you won't tell him, and you won't. And I'm not going to tell him either, so I think... If this is the only thing holding you back, I just got myself a lover and you just got yourself a sheepskin, he said, jumped into bed and made her earn her sheepskin. That didn't last long. It was morning after all and he had a long way still to go. So very soon after, he was walking out of the house and decided that it's a good idea to go to the church and say goodbye to the priest as well. So quickly, he went to church and found the priest right after he had finished singing mass. And on the way out, he grabbed him and he said, Father, I just, I'm here to say goodbye and thank you for all the very good hospitality you showed to me last night. But as a last thing, I left the sheepskin at your house. I can't go back and pick it up, but I really can't be bothered carrying it all the way to Abbeville. So if you wouldn't mind buying it off me, I can, I can leave it to you for like the meager price of two, three coins, if you have them. That sounds sensible said the priest and this was indeed a good piece of leather a good piece of hide so I'll have things to do with it and he paid up and bought his own sheepskin from the man who made him eat his own sheep as well and after that was concluded 
Our butcher, richer by a few coins, and having eaten, boarded, and had his pleasure with two different women in a day and a night, started walking towards Abbeville. Meanwhile, the priest got home. To find what? His lady had gotten up and got dressed in all coquetry, and was looking amazing, but at the same time she was pulling the hair of the maid, who was also dressed up and looking perfectly fine, but was caught in words and fights with the lady of the house over what? A piece of sheepskin. It's mine, shouted the maid. It's mine. He gave it to me. It belonged to the butcher. He was just here all night and I did earn it, okay? You told me to serve him, she turned to the priest. You told me to do whatever he asks me to do. Well, he did ask me to go to his bed and he promised I could have that sheepskin for myself. And I, I promise you I worked hard for it. It's mine. And now she wants it. And she says it's hers. It's not hers. It's mine. I'm the one who put in the word for it. And are you saying that I didn't put the word for it, said the lady. I'm the one who had him in the house. I'm the one who made sure he had a bed. I'm the mistress of this household and you are speaking out of turn, lady. What do you mean you earned it, said the maid. Did you do exactly what I did? Because I think you did. I think I heard you this morning giving him exactly the same service I gave to him all night. So if he promised to you the sheepskin, then you were not only a whore, but also a traitor to the man that has boarded you to his house. Now, both of you calm down, you, said the priest turning to the maid. I do not approve of what you've done, and I also do not approve of you trading these types of favours for a fleece. Under my roof, and you, he turned to the lady. Is any of that true? Of course it's not true. I did not sleep with him, said the lady. I just treated him the best way I could, didn't I? You asked me to. You were here. That's a lie, started the maid. That's a lie, and you know it. My dear, said the lady to the priest, you went out of the house early, didn't you? You went to church. Well, I didn't have time with the man. He just left and I was still in bed. He left and you were still in bed? Did he see you in the bed? Well, I mean, he he did come in to say goodbye. Did he? But But he only wanted to say goodbye and thank me for the hospitality of night. I see. So basically you're telling me he fucked you in my bed? <laughs> That's great. So you are fired, he told the maid, and you, he told the lady, take your belongings and get out of here. I don't believe you dared break our bond, our arrangement, my trust in you. For what? For a sheepskin. Both of you get out of here and the hell with you. And turning around, he went outside to his usual seat by the front door where the sun could hit him, and he sat there brooding, full of rage. Moments later, his shepherd showed up, followed by an entire flock of sheep. Good morning, father, said the shepherd. Say, you wouldn't by any chance find one stray sheep in your yard last night, did you? There was this man who showed up when I was gathering them for the night last night, and since I saw him, I've been missing one sheep, and it was the best one, the biggest one, a really good fat one with a hide lovely as you could imagine. Oh, my faith, said the priest. Listen, if I show you the hide, will you recognize the sheep? Of course I would, said the shepherd. I've spent my days and my nights with them for the last many, many months. Do you have it? 
the priest produced the sheepskin and the shepherd shouted yes yes that's the one that's missing oh and it was my favorite whatever happened to him well said the priest not only did i have all the women in my household fucked i also had my own sheep taken and slaughtered and sold to me and the hide sold to me twice well played butcher well played indeed And that was the story of the butcher of Abbeville. If you liked what you heard and want more medieval mayhem in your life, consider subscribing to The Court Jester on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this will be fine. Rate and tell everyone you know how great this is and how much it is changing your life, your perception, your perspective about the Middle Ages, and you can put all the extra sources in there that you like to make it very appealing. Also, you can come find The Court Jester on social media or my own social media. I've put links for everything in the show notes. And we can have a chat about the butcher, the sheepskin, the priest, the maid, the lover, or whoever else of the characters of this and other stories that you really want to talk about. Now, before I leave you, I want to remind you that The Court Jester is the labour of love of a medievalist and storyteller that is myself. And if you're feeling generous and want to support the podcast, there is the opportunity to do so either on Patreon, links in the show notes, or by a one-time donation on Coffee. again, links in the show notes. Your patronage gives me a sense of achievement that I'm otherwise lacking in my life and the ability to give you more stories from the Middle Ages and I promise to keep them as crazy as they come. Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you for listening. Until next time.